This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 80. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? I am good. How are you doing? I am never better. Super duper. So this is a show about colored pencil. This is the show for both the new and the used colored pencil artist. All right, Lisa, what are we talking about today? What? It was kind, what? Of, it was, it was kind of a play on words. Just, yeah. just roll with it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, today we are talking about Powder Blender from BrushandPencil.com. All right. Well, let's talk about some of our impressions of this before, some of what we expected, I guess, before we got it. Yeah. Because um, there was sort of a buzz around this um, product. Well, you see what Aliona does with it, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that looks like pastels. I want my work to look like that. That is so smooth, the way that's blending. Yeah. Aliana, I think, could use Crayola crayons with her feet and make something look nicer. (laughs) She's one of the most amazing artists. The first time I spoke with her, actually because of this product, I fangirled out so bad. It was like, oh my gosh, the lady (laughs) who wrote the Colored Pencil Bible is talking to me. So yeah, I was like huge fangirl about this. But yeah, how I thought it was going to work was very different than how when I actually used it. I was like, okay, this is not quite what I was expecting. I had a similar feeling to that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And and I understand you have the entire kit. Yes. I, I just went on there and purchased this myself. I got the powdered blender. That's all I got. And so I just used a a little filbert brush uh, to apply that. And I know Ooh. that she uses an applicator. Uh, yeah. Sponge applicator or There's something. There's no way you could have liked this product if that's what you did. If I, so it the little sponge applicator makes all the difference. Yeah, wow. if you're you if you use a paintbrush, you basically knocked more product and more pencil off the paper than you blended. Okay, explain that. Um, the it doesn't really get it. It doesn't keep it because I tried that. I was finding when I tried to make my I did a scene with a chickadee where I was trying to make the background the dark blue really dark, and every time I would use my brushes, and I tried several different pr- paint brushes because I mean I'm I'm a bit of a brush hoarder to be honest. I tried so many everything from watercolor to more stiff to tacklon bristled, many many filberts because those are always my go-to brushes. And I found I don't use any brushes at all anymore when I use this product because it was knocking more product and more of the, okay. the pencil off the paper. So it was I wasn't getting the vibrancy. I wasn't getting the blending that I wanted. It was just like knocking everything off the paper. I, it did not look how I wanted it at all. Okay. Well, why is it sold without the applicator then? I didn't get the kit though. Well, when you get the kit, yeah. it comes with the little sponges. I am not okay. The little sponges, I wasn't a huge fan of. That's what it comes it with. Made everything take so long. Yeah. yeah, I don't like those ones. I actually like the what are they? The pan pastel blending okay. tools. Yeah, I've got some of those. I'll try that. I guess try that. Okay, because that made that's my favorite. Now Aliona doesn't like those. Aliona likes the sponges that she said. Yeah, I thought that I, when I watched Aliona's uh, video that she 
even said you could use a brush. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and you can. Oh, okay. But you're going to get different results than I think what, what a lot of us are expecting with a brush. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was just following directions. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not my go-to. Mm-hmm. So when I went into this, when I thought, okay, I want to try this product, I contacted Aliona and I was like, I- I'll make a video of it, but I can see that you... It works. I can see by the stuff that she does. I mean, they look like oil paintings. They're amazing. I can tell, obviously, this product works. However, I didn't want to get it and make an absolute mess and then give it a bad review because I didn't know what I was doing. I said, would you be willing to talk me through this? Um, if I start having trouble or whatever, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And she agreed to do that with you? She absolutely. She agreed That's to. And then I so nice. out a little bit. That's and I'm nice. really glad it was through Facebook Messenger so she could yeah. hear me squealing. But um, she, yeah, so she has walked me through and actually I've gotten to know her really well throughout this process so one of those kind of funny things of so you end up talking to someone over something so random and end up ends up being your friends so what I tried first is to seal the paper I had read somewhere or somebody said I don't know where I got this information that you could just take the thought the fixative and um, because it comes with a kit which we'll go into in a minute yeah. but that you could take the texture fixative spray it over your paper I'm a huge fan of the Fabriano Artistico hot press watercolor paper spray it over that and that would seal it enough that you would then be able to blend so I did that I let it dry I put a co- uh, quite a few coats actually let it dry went ahead and started my project and it was terrible it was absolutely horrible it was grainy and gritty it wasn't blending it did not look like what Eliana was doing I was just like what am I doing wrong so at some point I was like I probably spent two three hours doing this horrible mess we'll just call it we'll just go with that it was bad so I sent her a picture and it was funny because you could tell in her response like she didn't really know what to say because obviously it was wrong like this is not what this product is supposed to do so there were a couple of problems um I she's like you want to either start with gessoed paper or sanded paper. Those are pretty much your two options that, to make this product work well. If you try using regular paper, or in this case, even I thought sealing it, because they say something that's sealed like that, that you don't want, or non-absorbent. You talked about non-absorbent, yeah. Yeah, use non-absorbent. Well, from what I can tell, your two options are pretty much to either gesso your watercolor paper or, or whatever paper you choose, or just use sanded paper. Um, and so she made me go and get a piece of regular sandpaper just to test out so I could see how it blended. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's a big difference. That is not what's happening for me right now. So I didn't. I ordered some sanded paper that night, but it was going to take a while to get there. So I decided I'll go ahead and try gessoing. I've got an airbrush. Go ahead and spray gesso on my watercolor paper and you have to let that dry you want to let it cure for like 24 hours and um, not just dry dry but it actually has to cure I think some people have had problems where they try to do colored pencil over semi wet gessoed paper um I would not recommend that so anyway I went ahead and gessoed it and I really coated this with gesso I mean it was several layers I watered down my gesso so that it was about the consistency of milk sprayed it over everything and I kept the edges of the paper taped so that my paper didn't warp so much and then went ahead let that dry and started my next project or my project again what a difference oh my gosh it blended so nicely it was just like yeah that was definitely not my initial impression when I messed when I was using the wrong paper was I don't like this I absolutely do not like this product it's taking forever to blend it's not blending well it's grainy it's gritty it would be so much faster for me to use OMS and again that's because I was using it wrong I was not using the right support so 
it, it definitely, there was a, a huge learning curve. I was not unhappy with my first project, but I also, there were a few things that I was like, I need to figure out how to do this better. I was having a hard time getting my darks dark enough when I, with the background, because I was working yeah, how I yeah. usually do with colored pencil. I would start light and build a dark. Yeah, that didn't work so well because of the way that this makes everything blend. I have found, just jump right into your darks. You don't have to, to blend quite that way. You can go ahead and jump into the darkest colors you're going to want for whatever area you're working on. Well, well, the, the darks don't seem to get very dark. Well, yeah, you were knocking all your product off with a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. That was a huge thing there. I'll try that little applicator, uh, see what see what that does. Yeah, that and use a light hand. I mean, you, it takes a little getting used to. My ne- The next thing, and actually we'll go over at the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you guys some tips that I have found, some do's and don'ts that worked or didn't work. I've actually got a lot of those. I originally was thinking that this was going to be similar to when I started working or when I had been working with colored pencil for a long time, when I finally started using OMS, I, it was an instant, like I was instantly almost an expert with it. I just, it was so easy. And this may, I feel like it was almost like working with a different product. I was working now with somewhere in between colored pencils and pastels, not as messy as pastels, but you know, blends like that. And so I had to kind of reset my brain of don't look at this as working how you normally work in colored pencil. This is different. This is almost like an, it's just a totally new way to use colored pencil. Once yeah. I could get my brain around that and stop trying to force it to work how I would normally, then everything went much, much more smoothly. Yeah, it, it feels like pastel pencils is what it feels like to me when you're using yeah. it. And I could see where this would be helpful with uh, large backgrounds and if you're wanting to do something that is a, a light blending of backgrounds, but just from the the small tests that I was doing, I, I don't know. It was it was different, that's for sure. Yeah, try it. I think you're going to have a totally different opinion of it yeah. when you try it with the other thing. And then yeah. the next thing is you're not using the texture fixative, and that's how I build up to my darker colors. Mm-hmm. So because you're not able to seal it, you're only going to be able to get so many layers with the powder blender before you mm-hmm. you're just kind of it's not really getting darker. Well, um, I definitely found that. Okay. So would you recommend that someone not purchase just the powder blender by itself? Yeah. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't okay. personally use it by itself. Okay. I, and it looks no like it would way. last you a lifetime. I mean, it's, um, it doesn't take much apparently as what it. Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. I mean, when I first started using it, I was using a ton. Yeah, I could tell you can overuse it easily because I had uh-huh. a lot of powder just floating around everywhere at yeah. the beginning. And then I started scaling that back after watching uh, Aliana's video a little bit more. But I, I don't know. I just uh, don't don't quite have my finesse with it yet. I didn't. I wasn't sure after the first piece. Well, I really wasn't sure after the first piece. But when I actually, I didn't finish that one. The one that went terrible where I was using the wrong paper. The second time when I used gesso paper, it was like, yeah, this is actually kind of cool. There were some things that I loved about it, like getting your white details and white lines when you're working on gessoed paper. And then with the, the te- texture fixative, if you get to where you've burnished your paper or mm-hmm. there's no more tooth, right. things aren't sticking anymore, you spray this texture fixative fix it over it, let it dry, you can put any, I mean, you're unlimited how many layers Mm -hmm. you can do. So you're spraying the texture fixative on top and then you're applying the powder blender again, right? Okay. Yes. As needed. You don't have to. I mean, there were times when I've done this where I was working my, um, there was a cat that I drew and that guy, I was looking behind me, it used to be on the wall behind me, I've moved it. But that guy, when I did the background, had the background completely blended. Once I started working on the cat, 
I did that separately, and I had to spray just to get the details. It got to the point where my whiskers or something wasn't, I forget what part it was. Maybe it was on the leaves. Something wasn't sticking just on that part. So I went ahead and sprayed powder blender, or I'm sorry, the texture fixative again just to get those areas. But I just sprayed it over everything. It doesn't hurt anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and see, I guess the thing is it's it's supposed to save time, right? Is that, that was yes. one, okay. And when I tried it the first time, I didn't think that was the case. Yeah, that's. Until I switched the blending brush. I'm like, if okay. I have to sit there with this teeny tiny brush yeah the one that came in the kit it was so little and i'm like this is going to take me forever so when i switched over to the pan pastel blending tool that okay. real now everything's so fast i did a i'm gonna try that i want to say it was 18 by 22 or so i forget what the measurements mm -hmm. were a lot bigger than i normally use is the point but then you've got a lot of um uh, in between stuff i mean you're you're applying the texture fixative and final fixative the powder blender on top of that and then you're doing another layer and then you're applying all that again right Yes, not the final fixative. The final fixative is basically your varnish. That's the right. thing. Yeah, I noticed that in uh, her video, she's doing a couple of layers with uh, powder blender in between colored pencil application. Yes, yeah, and I do. I'm not spraying the texture fixative every time. I spray it when I feel like I need it. Like, yeah. I'm not getting the blending that I want or my, the product isn't, like, I'm not getting enough layers. Oh, more. you do that as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was talking about Aliana's, but yeah, I remember that now. I've, I've watched yours as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, I probably ought to just do a background uh, with this and then see what I think about it. I was just doing some uh, little square swatch samples and testing it on Stonehenge and on sanded paper. Um, it, I don't know. It's interesting. The, the results that I got on sanded paper were better. I liked that better. Uh, well, because yeah, because it won't work at all on Stonehenge. It's just going to soak right, right into it. Right, right, right. Yeah, which, which is funny because it's not, it's, I don't know. That's, that's weird. It's a dry powder. I know. It's really I funny. I had, I did a demonstration for some people with that where, cause they were like, well, why can't I use it on that? Cause this is what happens. Yeah. When you see it firsthand, you're like, I mean, it, it makes a noticeable, noticeable. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, it didn't feel like I was doing anything. It just felt like I had some yeah. sand on my paper and yeah, that was exactly. it. So, which I just wanted to experience that. I know that she doesn't recommend that, but uh, I wanted to see what the difference was in using that and then the 800 grit sanded paper. There was quite a bit of difference. You know, the other thing that I've heard was that the 800 grit, I think I've read where a lot of people did not like the 800 grit. They liked the 500. I got the 500. That's what Aliona had recommended me hmm, to purchase. Okay. So there's an artist that recently, her name is Monique. I will put a link to her Facebook page in the show notes. She does wildlife. She's phenomenal. And she's been using Powder Blender. And she did one recently on the 800 sanded paper. Mm -hmm. And the end result was beautiful, but she said, yeah, she's not using that one again. Um, the, everyone seems to like the 500 well, what's the quite reason a bit for better. That? Um, actually, let's see if she wrote it on here. Um, I had some serious, I'm reading this straight from her uh -huh. Facebook page. I had some serious issues with the tooth of the paper for this one that I hadn't really experienced in my previous drawing with the same, oh, with the same paper. A jumping spider sitting on a pedal. I kept getting ugly vertical ridges showing through that just wouldn't blend out. And the pencils weren't sticking to the paper no how, matter how many sprays of texture fixative I gave it. I'd say that the UR 800 grade paper is a solid avoid from now on. Hmm. I've worked on, I forget which grade. It was a different type of paper that Aliona had, she actually gave me some samples of some. And then I have the 500 here, which feels very similar to what she had given me samples of with the UART. And that that's, I'm actually doing a project this week. I'm starting some cherries on that one. But yeah, she was saying the 800 was just too smooth. Uh-huh. Huh. huh. 
Okay. And looking at her end result, I mean, it is, it's a hyacinth macaw. You guys go to her Facebook page. Like I said, we'll have the link in the show notes. It is amazing. You wouldn't ever guess that she had any problems with this. So the type of paper definitely, and I mean, we colored pencil artists, we all know that the type of paper, depending on the techniques you're using and everything else will make all the difference in the world. So this though is pretty extreme. If you try using regular paper, you're not going to like this. It's not going to do for you what you want. Go with either gessoed paper or sanded paper. I like both. I've used both. I like the gessoed paper, or I'm sorry, the sanded paper, just because there's not so much with the prep work. It's just, here's my paper. Um, the gessoed paper, I have to actually tape down and spray and the whole, you know, I'm airbrushing it to get it perfectly smooth. So I would definitely say pick up some sanded paper, though, if you're you're just now purchasing this. So there's a lot of a lot of rules, it seems like, that we have to follow to get this to work well. But once we do, it'll save some time from what I understand. So that's exciting. And then uh, one of the things I really love about the sanded paper recently that I've been using is that I can get uh, white and other lighter colors over darks and that. That yes. is a total win for me. Um, but you are you were saying, and I think that's one of the things that Aliona was talking about also, is that you can do that even better with this uh, powder blender. Well, is you're that right? blending or, it. It's just I think the way oh. that you're blending it, and if you do start to lose the tooth, you can use your text, texture fixative yeah. to pull that back out and still get the white on top. And it's not yeah. – you, your white isn't really necessarily going to have to blend in with the colors that are next to it if you don't want it to, depending on, again, if you've used that texture fixative or not. Yeah. Okay. And you can blend white over it. That's the other thing. Yeah. You can actually blend it and have it soft. Um, this is the one time when I first bought my polychromos colored pencils, assumed I had worked with Prismacolor before and I knew I went through my whites like crazy. So I bought a bunch of white polychromos as well. Yeah. No, I hate them. They don't work at all. Now that I'm using this, I am burning through those like crazy because it's like the perfect, they work so well with this product. Now, the powder blender doesn't play so nicely with wax-based pencils. It doesn't blend well with them. With your wax-based pencils, save those for your final layers that you know you're not going to need to blend out, the things that are really opaque and need to stand out on top. For blending, I find that I just stick with my oil-based pencils. It works so much better. I did not like the results I got when I tried to blend this with the powder blender. It can be done, but you're going to get a grainier, grittier look. That wax, it just kind of makes the pencil stick to the paper more. And with a powder blender, you want to be able to, it causes the the pigment to sort of shift much together. And the wax base just doesn't allow that to happen. That was kind of my experience uh, that I I noticed when I used polychromos. It seemed to be, um, it seemed to be a little smoother, the application was. Yeah. Yeah, I after I did some orcas in space because that uh-huh. made sense. It was a larger piece. First, I have to say so for how sense. large that was, I had it done in like two days. I think it was about three hours total um, that I put into this. It was like I flew through that so quick. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. And I was able to get a lot of cool effects that I'm not normally able to do um, for like the space scene. I'm not normally able to do that so easily with colored pencil. So it was it was just amazing. But anyway. Um, with that one, I had used my white wax pen, white colored pencils from, what did I use? I used the Luminance and the, what was the other one I used all the time? Derwent Drawing Chinese White. Name oh, is way yeah. too long. Yeah, I should have saved that for just any highlights that I might have wanted. Although I don't think I even would have needed that because the polychromos white really works well with this. Um, 
I was, I really made it so that I couldn't blend out the area that I put it on. I tried to erase it. I tried to do some things to fix it and I was just never happy with the result there. And I kind of swore off using my wax based pencils for anything but my final layers that don't need to be blended after that. I just, I've had, it seems like I fight with them more when I try to use my wax based and I know it can be done and they say put the, the powder blender down first yeah, before the I'll wax based and then we'll blend over it. I just, no matter what I did, I didn't like the result. Huh. So for me after that, I was like, that's it. I'm sticking with my my oil-based pencils for this product. And I've been really happy with it since making that change. Well, it makes it easier because Eliona suggests that you can just put down the oil-based first and then use the powder blender on top of that. Whereas you're putting down powder yeah. blender first before the, before the wax-based pencil. Yeah. And I, it's not that it can't. I mean, she's doing it that way. I know it yeah. can be done. I've seen the results she gets. But yeah. it was one of those things I felt like I was fighting with too much. I didn't even want. I was just like, no, I, I'm done with that. I'm going to stick with my oil-based. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of steps anyway. And that that's even more steps if you're doing that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Uh, you had some final tips. Is that right? Well, and one thing that I do want to point out, this is not flexible. The texture fixative and the final fixative are not flexible. So make sure don't plan on rolling your artwork in a tube for shipping if it's something that you sell. Because I do that a lot if I have to ship to the UK or outside of the US just to save on shipping costs. You can't do that with this product because it can cause problems. I'm assuming it would crack. I don't know. I mean, my, my paper, I'm not keeping board stiff. It does bend a little as I'm moving it around and I've not seen issue. But they do say that it is non-flexible. So just make sure that you're planning on framing it or putting it somewhere where it's going to keep flat all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, so just a few tips for you guys. If you're using the powder blender, you do not need much. A very small amount goes a very long way. I will actually get a tiny bit on my blending tool and then kind of dab some of that off or tap it off. I don't want much on that. Seriously, I, again, cannot stress that enough because if you get too much of that product on the paper, it starts getting to where it feels like the pens, pencil itself isn't sticking as well. When you start blending it out, you feel like you're knocking more product off the paper yeah. than you're blending. Little bit goes a very long way. For the texture fixative, you're pretty unlimited on that. If you feel like you're losing two, things aren't sticking, you can spray more. Just make sure, you know, let it dry before you do so. With another tip, one of my favorite things to do from this, if you get the actual kit that comes up, comes with the titanium white powder and the touch-up texture is I mix the two of them together just a little bit. Now, the touch-up texture is essentially what the texture fixative spray is, only it comes in a little kind of like a nail polish bottle. So if you mix those two together, you can use a liner brush and paint in tiny, tiny, tiny details that you might otherwise have a hard time getting. And I'm doing this, even if you're not using the whole kit, if you want to work on your colored pencils like you normally would with OMS or however you like to blend, I am loving the, that combination of the titanium white powder and touch-up texture with the paintbrush for painting in whiskers, teeny tiny hairs, little things that I normally have a really hard time that doing. That is intriguing to me, that right there. Um, I do uh -huh. want to get that because yeah. if it's um, a good, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to test that. That that You never get, you will never guess whose hair I did that on, on that portrait recently. Uh, let me guess. Uh, was it Jon Snow, perhaps? It was. Wow. You're kidding. That was just a nice. wild guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wild guess. I don't know. <laughs> but that combination and the brush that I like, it's a synthetic hog haired liner brush. And I've used it a number two, a number three, and a number four and like the results on all of them. The number four is going to be a lot thicker. So most people would probably, I would say a three would be a good size. If you're new to this, if you're going to try it out, the best tip I can give you is don't go into it 
with too many expectations of it feeling like your regular colored pencil. I mean, it, there's a huge learning curve. Your first one is probably not going to be amazing. And if you're amazing at colored pencil right now, don't feel like I used this. It's terrible. Um, it takes a, a few times, a few pieces uh, before you really start getting the hang of it. Now that I've gotten the hang of it, I absolutely love it. And I'm not going to give up on how I normally work in colored pencil. It's not like you have to only choose one. I'm like both. I feel almost like they're two different mediums now. I've got one that's closer to pastels without having the mess of pastels but still has some of the benefits of colored pencil and then I can also work with OMS with regular colored pencil when I want to spend two weeks on a project. So I don't think that this is a situation where you have to like one or the other. I think that this is just, it almost makes me feel like it's one more medium for me to work in. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the things I really love about this, and I'm, I'm going to give it another try and uh, I'll try to follow all these rules, but I love that, you know, there was a need you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And so what Aliona did is she created something that would help with what she saw as something that was actually needed in the market. So that, that I think is really something that is fabulous. I mean, it is. And with her, she is a portrait artist. If you've not yeah. seen her work, we'll have a link to her, her portraits or well, we'll link you to her site. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Any other, li you want to give a few other links while you're at it? <laughs> it's two links. But we'll have a link to her site. You can see her portraits. Her work looks more like an oil painting. Her goal yeah. is to have it look more like the old masters. But she wanted to be able to do that in colored pencil without spending eight years on a single piece. Yeah. And she's able to build up like the masters did. She's able mm -hmm. to start with her, you know, undertones and then build from there. The, she's able to start with a monochrome piece and build her yeah. color on top of that, which really wouldn't be that beneficial normally when you're working with colored pencil but because of the way this layers because of the way that she's doing this it's almost like glazing with oil painting where you get so many of these translucent layers on top of each other so you build a lot of depth there's just the what she's done is very unique and i i'm loving what you're able to do with it yeah that that's really cool i, I mean stellar effort there to brush and pencil uh, for coming up with something i mean it's really really intriguing and i can tell just by looking around online there's a lot of people that are uh, trying this out so that's that's awesome all right well maybe we can revisit this topic sometime in the future after uh, i've had a little more time with it and uh yeah we'll see what we what we, yeah, what we try think to complete a full project next time i'd like to yeah. see instead of just testing now well like I, start a full yeah i i would like to i would like to do something maybe just the background yeah i like to test things out first before i launch into a product uh i mean before i launch into uh, a complete project but yeah um now that i've now that i know a few of these things that you're talking about i'm gonna try some some things a little bit differently and get the entire kit i guess and and yeah, it really uh, we'll does in that make direction. a big difference. All right, cool. Well, what are your experiences with this? Have you tried it out? Tell us about it. Lisa is at Lockery on Twitter. I'm at Sharpened Artist. You can contact us also, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. We also are active in the Colored Pencil Podcast group on Facebook. And reach out to us anytime. We would appreciate that. All right, we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Or the, um, wow, the word just left my brain completely. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, cool. Stop using logic with me. <laughs> okay. Editor <yeah>. man, <laughs> remove the part where I said, she said. Um, okay. Yeah, that was a Southern accent. That was nice. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> a few tips I've got for you guys. It. What were the tips? I had tips. I don't remember what they were. <laughs>